Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And this is it. We are back wrapping up our podcast series on Brandy Carlisle and the Twins. Last week, we finished our discography deep dive by discussing the band's sixth and most recent album, By the Way, I Forgive You. This week, we've invited a very special guest to the show for a roundtable discussion about the band and our worst and best lists. Here we go. Okay, so Adam and I just went through the entire discography of Brandy Carlisle. Um, I alluded on the first episode how we have a, a very special guest coming up, and I'd like to introduce her to the podcast who's going to be joining us. I said earlier that I got into Brandy Carlisle because of my friend uh, Natalie in college who introduced me to her, and we have Natalie on the podcast now. Say hi. Hi, everybody. Where are you calling from, Thanks Natalie? Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being with us. This is seriously so special for me because you're the reason any of this is happening. Uh, I sort of said the story earlier how... I think we were just hanging out in your room listening to the Beatles, maybe, um, if I'm remembering correctly, and you just sort of put on a Brandy song, and I just immediately was like, wow, fell in love. I mean, this is this has been, I'll let you talk about your relationship with Brandy, but from then on, and it was Give Up the Ghost, that album, I've become such mm -hmm. a huge fan, and I've been so in love with her music and followed her from every album since then. I don't know if I told you earlier before we um, prepped this, but Adam didn't know her at all. And so this was sort of a Wait, new, really? yeah, yeah. I knew dreams because Josh seemed to be obsessed with that song at one mm -hmm. point. And <laughs> I feel like that was the one that got you. <laughs> yeah, there was. was. He was playing that for the whole family, and uh, <laughs> and the song Turpentine. But that was it, and that was years ago. So it was really like over the last three months that I started listening pretty intently and in depth. But enough about us. I want to know how did you get into Brandy Carlisle? I guess let me just first ask, oh, yes. where are you calling from, Natalie? I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia, actually. Nice. Very okay. nice. Yes. Just want everyone to understand why <laughs> this sounds like a radio show where well, we have... Is. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> we have a remote guest, and we're very happy about that. So go on. Yeah. Well, it would have been great to be there in person, but, I you know, know got to make know. do. But at least we have, you know, an option Technology. To, to do exactly. it this way. And it's actually convenient because I'm actually moving, and this is a great break from what I'm doing right now, which is then... <laughs> My house looks like a bomb went off. So, um, <laughs> I'm glad to give you a procrastination tool. <laughs> yes. So it's funny because like Josh, yours and my relationship in college had a lot to do with music. Mm, definitely. And a lot of it had to do with you showing me music because you're like on another level of most, <laughs> what most people would consider music fanatics. Um, and I remember this was like one of my one things that I showed you that you had no idea who she was. And I was like, yes, got one. Like, <laughs> you got me. It was like, finally something that he didn't know. <laughs> um, but it was funny because my, my interest in her as an artist kind of happened by mistake because mm -hmm. I was invited to a concert by a friend of mine from high school. I was, uh, I believe it was 2008 was my first concert. It was summer 2008. So just between junior and senior year of call of high school, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, LL Bean, because I'm from Maine, <laughs> does free <laughs> summer concert series every Saturday in the summer. They have free concerts in like the LL Bean campus up in Freeport, Maine." And she invited me to go with her to see Brandy Carlisle, and it's free. She was just like, "I've heard this person. I've heard the story because of Grey's Anatomy." That's like yeah, what most people go. know her yep. from. Yeah. And the, the song I kind of knew, but I didn't know anything else about her. And the we story? Went. Yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. I just knew the story kind of vaguely. Like when she played that song, I was like, oh, right, I know this one. But like, I didn't really know her at all. My older sister 
Nicole knew her because she saw Brandy open for the Indigo Girls the previous oh, year. Oh, cool. For the same concert series. And Brandy has a history with the Indigo Girls. Like they've collaborated before. And I right. think they even sing on one of the on songs. Cannonball, yeah. Yeah, yeah on Cannonball. Um, so, so this anyway, show that you saw, this was before her third album? This was right yeah. after oh, the oh, story? Wait, right. So after the oh, story wait. was yes. out. Yep. Wow. It was, which was, I think, an important thing. Yeah. Because I got into her and then it was right before I had like a year and a half to get into her and then they dropped Give Up the Ghost and I like lost my mind. Yeah. Um <laughs> We we both raved about that album. And yeah. it's funny because, you know, one of the things you asked me to prepare was, you know, think of all the concerts that you've seen of hers. And I started writing them down because I had never actually written them down on paper before. Mm. But I realized I had been going to concerts from that 2008 period through like i think it was 2011 with a frequency of less than once a, with like more than once a year yeah wow it's amazing wait how many times <laughs> have you seen her um i think six i love that um, yeah that's so yeah, special and most of it was concentrated album. in that period of time because so i saw her at ll bean and it was so great and i think she's somebody who like her albums are good. Her studio albums are good, but you can't really understand what she's like as a singer. When you hear that voice unless live, you see her live, exactly, yeah. it is unbelievable. Because it's one of those like, things where you're like, "Wow, she sounds just the same, if not better, compared to, to what you're listening to." Range, she's, she's she's her already, control live yeah. is so impressive. Every and time I see like her live, exactly. Every time I see her live, I'm like. She, I think she's the best singer alive right now. Like I, I, I actually believe that. I totally agree. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I know that I'm just like in a fangirl over here. Move over, like Beyonce. But I really <laughs> like, think Brandy's the best singer. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> so it was a really great experience, and I remember like some special funny memories from that first concert was that it's an outdoor concert, and she sang the song "Follow," and there's that part where she sings like "Feel the Rain Coming Down," and it was like pouring uh, on everybody. That's nice. And every, and nobody left. It was like raining in an outdoor venue, wow. and no one left. And she was singing that song, and it was kind of like a joke because she referenced it afterward, being like, "I love that you're all still here, <laughs> like, <laughs> enjoying it in the rain." Um, but after that, you know, I really got into her and listened to her a lot. And I have a fairly obsessive personality. So like when I get into these, I'm like really into them. <laughs> like that's I like all we I can to do. relate that's to like Adam, yeah. <laughs> and um did she play did she really play downpour after that? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if she did. <laughs> but uh it's funny when you hear somebody for the first time having no knowing none of their songs, it's funny to like think back at the first concert because it's kind of hard to remember the songs that you heard. Because, like, you didn't know them in the first place. Right. You just remember <laughs> so, being wowed, essentially. Yeah. Versus, like, getting into someone via the radio and then going to a concert. Mm -hmm. Like, it was funny to kind of do it backwards. S slight tangent, then, which I know this is sort of jumping ahead a little bit. But that's mm -hmm. what happened with us when the two of us and, and our friend Alex, when we went to see her in Morristown and mm -hmm. Good Old War opened, we had never totally. heard a single note mm -hmm. of any of their songs. And we were like, what is this yeah. band? Blown away. Blown away. Blown so I'm away, sure that yeah. was the same thing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I have them noted on our Morristown New Jersey <laughs> yes, concert. exactly. July 2010. <laughs> and you know what's funny is <laughs> I actually had a... So as I was going through these concerts, there was a there was one, and I don't know, Josh, you might remember this now, but we tried to see her winter 20, 2009, 2010, and we couldn't go, remember? Was it in upstate New it York? It was in Syracuse. Yes, we attempted to see I her. totally forgot Because we that. all were into it. It was like you, me, Ellie Sachs, Miriam, oh, yeah. Evelyn, <laughs> Eric DeMeo. And then it was 
a blizzard and we tried oh to my drive God, a zip car. Completely... We wanted to see her so badly. I completely <laughs> blanked on this. That's we did. So we were sad. in the car. <laughs> we tried to go and it was tickets? so dangerous. Like we couldn't. Did it we was... buy tickets? Oh yeah. We all were just oh. out the money. And I, we, I remember we were all super depressed oh and we went and saw God. Avatar. Yeah. Jo- <laughs> like, the Avatar. We are like, fuck this. Josh is feeling the depression like... creep back. Oh my God. I can't believe it. I forgot that. We were, we yeah, it was so really dangerous. We had to pull, we had to pull it over. It was really dangerous. Like we couldn't, we couldn't do it. Like we all, none of us wanted to call it quits and we were like, you know what? And then I wow. think that the funny part was that once we finally like realized, okay, we really need to just turn around. We got an offender member, offender bender. Oh yeah! Someone hit us. <laughs> oh my god! In the what zip car, and we were terrified. In a zip we're car, we're like, yeah. oh my god, who pays for this? It yeah. Sounds like the worst I remember Evelyn jumping over. I think it was hers. I was driving. Yeah, I was and it was like her drive. zip car or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Oh, Anywho, so that was just showed us dedication as fans. We really wanted to go, and all of our friends had gotten into her too. And I think it was right after, right around when. Um, give up the ghost was coming out either it had just come out or it was coming out soon but we've heard she was coming to Syracuse and we're like let's do this and one of my friends who was at Syracuse also bought tickets and she went by herself because <laughs> none of us showed up <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's so sad Sorry. but anyway um, but yeah so I saw her in 2008 and then I saw her April 2009 actually in a local high school auditorium oh, like in Portland God. It's yeah, like, Adam and, and I just saw her the, at the Beacon yeah. Theater. Like, we're never, are oh we never gonna, are we, are we ever gonna see her in a small venue? Yes, I'm sure. Again? I'm sure she will do that. Again. I don't know. Oh, I actually saw her in Atlanta in a fairly small venue. It's actually my favorite venue down here. Um, the What's Tabernacle. The Tabernacle. The Tabernacle. It's where I'm seeing Janelle. I was just gonna say, is that where you're seeing Janelle Monet? <laughs> That's yep. so cool. Uh, actually, I've seen like everybody that I like who comes to Atlanta ends up there, and it's like a fairly small. It's like an old like they turned an old church type thing into uh, an auditorium, so it's fairly small and it's mostly standing so only. So like wherever you are, you're only like 50 yards from the stage anyway, and it's mm-hmm. probably even less. Play more like 30 to 40 yards away. Um, so like you just get there and you stand there in a big blob, <laughs> but they're like right there. <laughs> so like we just saw St. Vincent there. Oh, uh, nice. Saw Father John Misty there, um, Regina Spector, like all the good ones, you know, wow. all the goodies. You. <laughs> but anyway, killing it down there. <laughs> but uh, uh, April 20, 2009, though, at South Portland High School, that was when I saw Dying Day for the first time. And it was mm. pre Give Up the Ghost. And that was the YouTube video I sent you this morning. Yes. But they played it with the whole unplugged thing. Like, they, you know, had been playing mm-hmm. the concert, you know, normally, and then they unplugged the guitars. They didn't use any mics, and she like came to the front of the stage with the twins, and they sang that song. And then there's, and they're just like stomping their feet for the rhythm and like playing the guitar. And there's this part where then, like towards the end of the song, when they're doing their final like dying day chorus, they like cut all the instrumentation, and it's just her and the twins singing like totally a cappella. And I like lost my mind. I mean. <sighs> The like harmonies that and the was rhythm, just like, a moment for you, yeah. Magic yeah, of their harmonies, that song is... the way their voices match together. It's no wonder they've stayed together for this entire time because the three of them are just unbelievable. They are as far as like vocal I, matches. I just like want to. I want to be one of the twins. Or, like I, I want to. I, wanna play I, I want to them. sing those those harmonies with them and be. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know that Josh. Like, I can't imagine being like one, one of know. Josh's uh, friends from high school, um, a sister of one of my friends from high school as well. She's a cello player. Oh, and was, was, uh, Melody friend, Morris. And Melody. she just played with the group. Like uh, she, played, ago she played cello with Brandy. It's a friend no of mine from high way. school. Yeah. Talking about oh playing God, the cello. Shout out to Melody. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is so cool. I know. I'm so jealous. <laughs> but yeah, Dying Day, that was both, that was on Josh and my top five lists. So we can definitely relate to the... Oh, that's one of mine too. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jump the gun. It we'll was get very there. hard for yeah. to do this top five thing. I like to really struggle. <laughs> so before we get to that, um, is it right after that that we saw them, uh, the three of us in Morristown? Yeah, because it was... 2009 in April, then we tried to go right. that winter, the and then we finally were like, okay, they're coming to Morristown, New Jersey. Alex lived there. It right. seemed like a perfect opportunity. That was so fun. Um, and we, we talked, you there. just talked about Dying Day, seeing it before the album. We saw Safe Part of Yourself uh, at that mm-hmm. concert before Bear yes. Creek had come out, which is so mm-hmm. cool. We were also losing Such our minds song. how good it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like going on YouTube and trying to find the Me recording too. of like someone pirating that one, you know. <laughs> performance specifically of that day and like that was such a gorgeous song and that gets an honorable mention i had to (laughs) had to like yeah you know it's actually not on my top five it's very hard for me to pick five of course yeah out of the entire discography i honestly am still looking at the list and i hate it (laughs) that one i know right i keep looking at i'm like this is this is gonna be broadcast like i can't go back in my (laughs) (laughs) well the caveat is that this will always change before we hear your favorite songs though i do want to ask of, of her six records, what is your favorite and why? So, I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit. I would, you know, <laughs> the first three albums are the ones that I have the most, like, core connection to mm-hmm. because, like, her self-titled album and the story both, you know, were out already when I saw her live. So I got so obsessed in, of the two with the two of them, like, now every single word of all the songs on those two albums. And, you know... Brandy Carlisle, those first three songs with Follow, What Can I Say, and Closer to You are just like, oh my God, what a great opening mm. trio, you know, and there's so many good ones on the story as well, but I think that I have the most, you know, there's just so much about the Give Up the Ghost album. I just, that has to be the one for me. Um, good choice. <laughs> that has to be mine. The uh, mostly the because it's not, choice. it's so good. Like, it's just so good. I think Adam and I just um, sort of revealed. Yeah. <laughs> we agree. I think yeah. Keep yeah. Up the Ghost is her best, best record. Mm-hmm. It's, it's air, like such sorry, a good peak of her blend album. between her old style and the new, because she's changed quite a bit. Yeah. In the more recent years, we, she seems much more like down the Johnny Cash route. Yeah, yes, definitely, definitely Southern country. I also just think it's the most consistent collection of songs with the best songwriting. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I think there are better songs maybe in other albums, um, but I just think the songwriting improved so much from the first two mm-hmm. albums. Um, yeah. I, I don't love the story. I think a lot of the songs toward the back half are weak and the songwriting is not as strong. Um, and I think when give up the ghost comes out, it's like, holy shit. Like, wow. These are yeah. great songs. Like consistently. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Caroline and like some of them are really like different as far as their instrumentation because like the caroline one is really heavy on piano which you don't really do she doesn't really do in the first couple and even uh like and before it breaks same thing and she plays for the first time the piano and she even like talks about in her concert how like it's an uncomfortable thing for her because she's like getting used to doing that right she's very self-conscious about it also oh dear is a super strange song for them Uh, looking out is, is, is a rocker, but, but it sounds different and it's the Mm -hmm. drums are different. Yeah. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's great. But why do you love it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of that. I mean, part of it was like, I saw, you know, I saw her live twice before it came out. And like, I remember hearing some of the songs and it was so anticipated, I anticipated it coming out so much. And, you know, I've just, I associated a lot with also like 
freshman year of college. So it's mm. weirdly like uh, nostalgic for me because, and it's more just like a gut thing, but like, I mean, for me, it was a lot of the, the variety was different. I liked the the fact that some of it was very like personal, more autobiographical. Like that year was like a really intense oh, yeah. song too, but like in a really good way. And then like touching the ground is like kind of like a, a kind of strange, weird, like upbeat, happy song, considering most of her songs are fairly depressing. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of like what we've been saying this whole time. <laughs> that that for me was, I think, the best one. Um Bear Creek, though, I did like quite a bit of Bear Creek um, with the Save Part of Yourself. I really liked that one a lot. Um, and, you know, I liked Hard Way Home. I love that song. John and I listened to it a lot when we were driving to Atlanta. It's such <laughs> a good road trip song. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like getting uh, taking taking the hard way to get to Atlanta. We drove from <laughs> Maine to here, you know. Like could have maybe done it a little easier. <laughs> but um but yeah, so th- that that album in particular definitely think, Give Up the Ghost has got a that's a great pick. You know, yeah. And you know, a funny one with Give Up the Ghost was I Will. Oh. That's an interesting song because I remember not being as into it. We all, and then I saw all, her live. all of us were like, this is kind of the weakest song on the album. And then, yeah, just like you were about to say, speak for yourself, yeah, buddy. The concert, <laughs> the concert, we were like, oh, is that oh what you mean? God. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the concert made that song explode. Like, really? Not explode. Mm-hmm. That's not the word, but I mean, but like becomes so special. Yes. And one of the And that happens a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, it was Adam's so, number one pick on that album. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting that you picked that having not seen her before. Yeah. And actually, I listened to her live version on the Live at Benaroya Hall uh, mm-hmm. album that she has. Oh, and I, I love actually, that live album. I, I actually didn't love her rendition of I Will for some reason. So it's almost like the opposite. All the oh, live fuck. versions I've heard have been almost worse than the studio <laughs> version. So Adam and I did see her together. Uh, for this oh, just just a couple months ago Beacon um, at Beacon gotcha. Theater um, for the new album. Um, we can get to that when we discuss what you think about the new album. But uh, awesome. I think awesome. I'm ready to hear your top five songs. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> like this is okay. impossible, right? It's, I, it's, it's really hard. And, you know, the way I kind of did it was I was looking through each of the albums and I was writing down some of my like top mm-hmm. ones for each album. And, uh, you know, then kind of had to go through and like, peel back what yep. it was <laughs> so actually i'm gonna go in chronological order Can not you... in order of top five. Oh, fair enough okay <laughs> so i really so we talked about the story the album and one of my favorite songs of all time is still and i'm kind of cheating a tiny bit you can tell me if i'm cheating or not but oh boy. i know what you're gonna get at. i love again today mm, and you're gonna add And I'm going to add the hidden track because I am obsessed with the hidden track, Hide in My Heart. And the funny thing about Hiding My Heart is that Adele covered it and no one knew it was Brandy's. Did it become a big Adele thing? Like I knew she covered it, but but it was like no one knew whose it was first. And then Brandy kind of drew attention to it when she did the cover stories because she was like, oh, maybe Adele will do this for us when they did cover story. Gotcha. Um, And she sang it for them on that. But Again today, it's just such a like dark kind of angry song, and I like it's it's a kind of different style than the rest of it. It's not as folky and stuff, but then it transitions into hiding my heart away, which becomes this kind of like light, like beautiful little story about yeah. like kind of suddenly having like a chance encounter with somebody when like you're kind of like depressed and mad 
about again today. And so I love that combination <laughs> of the two. Did you know and that the, Pearl Jam covered again today? Did they really? Yeah, I so, didn't know that. So you go from Pearl Jam to Adele. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah, that's, but that, I mean, that's my one, two. We can say if I'm cheating or not. No, by no, that's that. fine. So no, that means it. you did not include anything on the debut. I didn't. And I struggled because. Follow what can I say in closer to you or three of my favorite like mm. one two punch one two three punch off of off of Brandy Carlisle. I love and closer to you. That also I, I don't know if well. you listened to that also when you were driving to Georgia, but that's another great road trip song. <laughs> it's it is a really good road trip song. And like I'm trying to like <laughs> it's hard because if you ask me this, like in the first three years, you know, looking back now that I'm older, you know, I have different connections to the songs than I did back then. Like it's just funny how you you know evolve a bit over time yeah because totally closer to you i was obsessed with that and what can i say i really like because i used to sing with my friend mo um <laughs> from my friend from home she and i loved finding songs with good harmonies and what can i say is a really good one for that so she and i would sing what can i say together and she and i would sing uh turpentine hmm. um so i really liked those ones but forgive up the ghost Obviously, I had to have Diane Day. Yeah. Huh. And I also had Caroline. Oh, wow. Wow. Awesome. Because I really like Caroline because I love the connection she has with Elton John yeah. and the piano. And that is so much fun. And it was, it kind of, that was the song on that album that really surprised me. It was much different style. And just like the swell of the chorus, they're like, Caroline. Huge. Like, yeah. It's just so great. So fun. Those two are just so great. And like yeah. Dying Day is just, Everyone connects to a song like that, you know, yeah. like when you're separated from the one you want to be with and like, you just like, can't wait to be back together. And then Caroline's one that's also like fairly upbeat and like peppy. Um, but like, I mean, I could pick like half the songs on Give Up a Ghost. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> like I love looking out as well. Like it's an honorable mention. Yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> and same thing actually on the story. My song is also quite good. Um, you and Josh have a lot in common. Yeah, Adam hated or did not <laughs> like that song at all. I loved that song. Really, my yeah. song's such a like angry like anthem of yeah. like, come on, like I'm here to like put my mark on the world, like ah. Yeah. Um, and then so Bear Creek. My so let's see, we're up to three now, right? So this is number four. Um, actually, for me, on Bear Creek, it's a promise to keep. Yes, love. I think that we can all agree on that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It's like the lyrics on that song are so just like they cut so deep. And like that's this album came out when like I was going through some hard stuff. Well, not I mean, it came out in 2012, but like it was there for me when I was going through some hard mm. stuff. And like it, it, it has so many different meanings because it can mean like loss of somebody, you know, like in a relationship or loss of someone's like, you know, death or like moving away from somebody, but just, you know. You know, Natalie, I have a question. That memory. When it mm-hmm. comes to music, are you a lyrics first person or a music first person? That's an interesting question. <laughs> I because it really depends cuz like I can get really geeked out about like melodies and like time signatures and key changes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it is the lyrics and the harmonies. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I'm like a big sucker for harmony. And Me like, too. I think yeah. a lot of the times the harmonies will elevate a song that was good mm-hmm. and too great for me because I just yeah. cannot get enough of that sound of theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, totally. exactly. And I think she's a great example of that because with the twins, like that's why when you see them live, it's so different than just like listening to their albums. Mm. And I Promise to Keep was also cool because the strings in it are also stunning. 
Um, and I know that I watched actually her, uh, tiny desk concert and she sings this they do that one right Mm -hmm. and she was actually i think in that concert she was saying that those string players they're like we really want to play this one because these guys came up with the parts and we just kind of want to showcase that Mm -hmm. which i thought was really cool you know because like they kind of drawn more like it's a little more like orchestrated which is fun um but uh then for the number five I actually really love the song "I Belong to You." That yes, is awesome. I, <laughs> I adore also, like, for that really song. Sappy reasons, like just think it's so like I identify that a lot with like my relationship with John. Mm. Yeah, there's so, something like, about just it complete is so romantic love and devotion. It yeah. is, and that pedal steel slide, whatever it is, is so <laughs> stunning to me. Yeah, I completely. I'm so happy you picked that. Yeah, right. And the lyrics again, like she says, they're like. Um, the whole thing, like, I know we could be spending a little too much time yes, with you, but time and too much don't belong together like we do. Uh, I think, such a, such I think an that's, awesome line. So I think it's her good. best lyric. I think that is the, <laughs> her best lyric. lyric. It's yeah. so wise and beautiful you know? and clever. Yeah. And I, just kind of like, the, I love the kind of unapologetic, you know, this of her being like, well, I'm just going to die the same day as you. Like, yeah. we're, we're never going to worry about, yeah. you know, being apart. Being apart. Like, we'll just both like exit this world together and not worry about the grief or like losing each other. It's, you know, like everyone would love that to be the case, you know? Um, so like that, that one I've always really, really liked. And I also really like their cover of murder in the city. Yeah. Um, yeah. and even though it's an David brother song, who I also love, yes. um, <laughs> I think they really did a nice job with that one. They did. Um, no, they, they, they and, gave it a little different flair which was really mm-hmm. nice and changed some of the lyrics and whatnot. And it, it definitely became their own. Yeah. I, and I think it's like, it, it was interesting also because apparently she had the twins sing that song when she got married. Ooh, oh, that's so special. I yeah. didn't know that. So there's like, yeah, they were like big fans, big fans, but it's kind of the Firewatcher's daughter because I, as I said, I went through like a huge period of time where I was like going to see, I went saw five concerts in like four years, you know, three years. Um, and then I didn't see her again between May, 2011 until October of 2015 hmm. because like life got away from us, you yeah, know, it's of course. like all of a sudden, like we moved and then we were down here and I didn't even realize she was going to be down here. And I saw like something pop up on Facebook. Cause I like, you know, like her on Facebook and it was like Brandy Carla at the Tabernacle tonight. Like tickets still available, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I was like, "John, we gotta go because John's never John had never seen her, <laughs> and like knew that I liked her a lot." Um, but I was like, "You need to see her live. Like this is a requirement <laughs> for for our relationship." <laughs> <laughs> and so we went, and it was right after Firewatch's daughter came out, and actually that once again that concert got me really into that album, hmm. um, because. One of the things that I really remember her singing was Stranger at My Door, <laughs> which is the like actual Firewatcher's Daughter song. Yes. There's something about and that song that just irks me. <laughs> I don't like it. Is it because of the marching? The marching First of all, is the march awful. is terrible. <laughs> Why do they go into like a pirate like <laughs> rant or something? Exactly. But there's uh but, I don't know. There's something I've mentioned this <laughs> earlier in the podcast. I I love a lot of Brandy Carlisle's sounds. I don't <laughs> love her kind of down country murder ballad. I do. Like like <laughs> Raise Hell. I don't know what you think of Raise Hell. Josh loves that mm-hmm. song. I hate that song. 
I'm I raise hell like once I'm not as big of a fan of the like super like old timey country yeah. versions of it either. Honestly, raise hell I have. I, I struggle with that one a little bit. It's funny because Stranger at My Door, I like the first half of it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her voice is like super powerful on that like, too. Yeah. You know? The lyrics are really I dark. Did, but yeah, but once they're doing that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but like that one was really good live. And I think there are always these moments with me with like when she comes out with an album, I get all like freaked out about it and I listen to it. And then it's like, I kind of have to see her live after an album comes out in order to like figure out which ones I really like. Like I kind of need, like I need the like live portion along with it. Gotcha. Honestly. I remember Um, calling you after I saw her uh, in Austin, Texas, when I saw her in the church for the pin drop uh, performance. And cause I was freaking out and I was like, Natalie, Oh my God. Like so (laughs) many of those songs, like the ones we were just talking about, I belong to you. Murder in the City, beginning to feel the years. They play these all live with no amplification. And it was so (laughs) stunning to me that it made me fall in love so hard with these songs (laughs) in this album. I actually love Firewatcher's Daughter. Yeah, it's a good album. Um, And that's awesome. I remember you calling me then. And I remember it was like, and then I saw her like a couple months later, because or maybe like six months later, I saw her and I was like, Josh just said that it was like the best concert you've ever seen. (laughs) You told me that. (laughs) I, I think it still might be. So I'm yeah. curious. So was that your favorite like concert to see her in? That was by far. That's one of my favorite concerts of all time is seeing her in that church with no amplification. It was so special and so stunning. That is um, that's so, so, so from that era, like this album, the new album just came out a couple months ago and the two of us mm-hmm. haven't talked about it at all. I'm very interested to see, to hear what you think about this. what do you think about the new album? So I think that it kind of falls this. So, the way I feel about a lot of her music is it is very kind of like personal, very autobiographical, but she like has changed a lot over the years and has like matured quite a bit. So this seemed a lot more like kind of her like growing up and addressing a lot of the things that she like held on to that made her angry and like letting things yeah. go. And then mm-hmm. like facing her new life of like being a mom and like, it's you a know, really good way of yeah, saying it. It was a very succinct way. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. And so I think that it has a cool message in that regard. I'm still like getting into the music. Like I've listened to it a bunch in the last couple of days in particular. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> um, and like some of the songs that I think, like I really do like the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. That I think is a so really So speaking cool song. of when Adam and I saw that live, that took it to another level. The joke live oh, yeah. is really special. Yep. Really anthemic because it's already epic on record and then just when you see it happening in front of you and they just take it to that next level it's really special so let me ask you did she play hold out your hand yes yeah that was the last song she played adam and i differ i i do not like that song at all really adam does no so i was on adam's list i don't really care for the choruses and that's my problem with it i think the verses are awesome like she's such a cool way of singing yeah, and i like and, the bridge mm-hmm. too i just like all of those sort of talky or to me the chorus is so pandering and like trying to be this big anthemic chorus. it feels cut and paste i just i don't like it mm-hmm. yeah Interesting. Not, my, not, my, not my thing because it struck me because it's still another like kind of more like johnny cashy type song hmm. um mm-hmm. and <laughs> 
it it sounded to me like it would be really fun live, but it'd be something that I would need to see her do live. But I feel like she would have a lot of fun with doing live. She was trying to get the uh, audience to sing along with the ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. And it was just kind of a sad mm-hmm. way to end the set to me. I was just like, can you just play, I don't know, Dreams or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But um, I think what you were touching yeah, then on. Like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. You guys go for it. I was saying what you're touching on is I think a lot of uh, definitely how I feel about this. And I think Adam, too. I think this is lyrically her strongest album. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I do not think the music is up to snuff a lot of the time. Or at least I think the last two albums, I think the lyrics have been the best. But there are three clunkers on this album that make it so boring at times, which I never want to say about a Brandy Carlisle album. Um, I think it has some great songs on here, but sort of the... The middle of it is so hard to get through. And like the first time I was listening to it, I was like, wow, this is a bummer. Yeah. These things have grown on me um, considerably as well, but mm-hmm. sort of, I still think it's a disappointing record. Yeah. I'm like, it's just, there are part, the parts of it that I, the parts of her music that I really liked in their like earlier era, like were a little bit more of the f- more folky, less country version of the song, like styles of songs that mm-hmm. she had. Um, so like that to me, like as the time has gone on and she seems to be kind of gravitating more towards more kind of solid, like kind of old timey country type of vibe. I've had a harder time like Connecting. getting into those albums. Yeah. I'm yeah. so with you. That's, that's I really, I prefer her singer songwritery sound. I love her kind of folk ballad sound. And I, I definitely do like a bunch of her more rocky stuff, especially on mm-hmm. Give Up the Ghost. But I think as soon as she starts to dip into the, I don't know, country, blue, not co- like yeah. the combination of country, yeah, blues, blues grit, that kind of thing. It's like, I totally respect mm-hmm. that she can do it and she does it well. It's just not my cup of tea. Right. And I think sometimes it can come across as a little bit hokey. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, exactly. Like keep your heart young. Like drove me crazy. Oh, it's funny. I actually, there's something about that song that has a charm to it. I don't know. It's all, it's just, it's song by song basis. Back when alcohol was only used on cuts. (laughs) Mama said it would give me guts. My mom really likes that song. She thinks it's great. Like, my grandpa gave me a wee penny and I put it in my pocket. Like, it's like. I feel like it's going to be like on like a show for children or something. I don't know. Um, but I mean, I still know all the songs. Like, it's not like I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, that's just how it goes with the band that you that you really like. Oh, my God. So, okay. I haven't heard what your two top songs were. The two of you. Your our, five. Our top five favorite songs? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we do it? Okay. Uh, I hate my list. I hate my list. I hate my list. Okay. Was, you got to just own it, man. Let's just I do it individually. Really... <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Josh and I are going to do, I'm, I'm going to do mine and then Josh can do his. So, are they in any order? We're going to go from five yes, to one. I'm going five to one. Okay. So one is definitely obviously the top. So for me, I had a very hard time narrowing, narrowing this down. And it, I think it kind of just worked out that I have one from each, uh, one from each one is from a different album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the order will change or not, but whatever. Number five for me is Just Kids off of Bear Creek. Yes, I just find that to be a very special song. It's very un-Brandy Carlisle-like, but there's something in that that I really like, and it's kind of transcendent, and I love the production on it, which she doesn't have on a lot of her other albums. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was something really special about that to one. me. Yeah, uh, maybe a dark horse pick, but there we go. <laughs> I'm the darkest of the horses. <laughs> um, number four for me is Shadow on the Wall. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, from uh, the story. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's funny is that I, I still don't know if that or Late Morning Lullaby um, are like, those were my top two on that album specifically. But anyway, I, I came up with Shadow on the Wall and I feel like I had to put that on here. Number three mm. was I Will, actually. It really, that mm. song rose to the top for me. There's something very special about it and it just kind of warms me up every time I listen to it. Um, number two is Blood, Muscle, Skin, and Bone. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Another one that I feel like is very different for her. It doesn't exactly sound like her. Uh, so you pair that with Just Kids, and those are honestly two of my favorite songs of hers, the ones that aren't like the rest of her stuff. But it's just got such an anthemic chorus. It's so swaggery. I don't know. I love it. And number one, I'm curious, Josh, if you know what this is going to be. I can't think. Number one for me is Gone from her first oh, album. Wow. That makes me so happy. That song, that song, I could not, I, I can listen to it forever. It, it just, it makes me so happy. I kept going back to it again. Like this album, her first album was like when I was listening, starting like a few months ago, I started obviously there and then went through the rest of her discography. And that one has just been with me every single time I had to keep going back to it. The harmonies and the chorus, it's just so, it's so good. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. Hearing you list them all out, like it's just like it bothers me because like I love all those. Songs. I know. That's the, <laughs> like, that's the like, one I'm feeling. Oh, Gone is, is such I, a good one. I like, hate how my did list I think of that so one? much now <laughs> listening to your list. I'm so glad that you guys both like Gone. I was honestly I, like, is it just me? Is, is there something oh, about this song? It should have been higher for me. I picked it as my number three on the album. That should have been two, I yeah. think. Um, okay. I have a awesome. very controversial list and I'm just going to go right ahead. I hate my list, but I love it because I love all these songs. Just own it, Josh. Just yeah. own it. <laughs> so, okay. Ready for this? Number five is Party of One. Wow. Okay. I, really? Yes. I cannot believe she wrote this song. I think it is such an emotionally powerful, such a dark and honest portrayal of a relationship and what she's going through with her wife right now. Mm -hmm. And I think the way she sings and the way she emotes has never rung truer to me. It feels so special. And to hear her play it live and she has so many great melodies of it and it. And then when the string orchestrations come in, I think it's, I think it's incredible. Yeah. I really, I know maybe this is a recency effect, Yeah, but I, I adore party of one. Mm. And I'm so proud of her for writing that song. Mm. And I feel granted. Yeah. It was written by the three of them, so they say. So Right, not just her. Let's keep it... Uh... Yeah, I like that they kind of changed that, you know, to be more of a, it's not just a her band thing, it's like their band. Right, well, honestly... They kind honestly, of made that like, shift at, in Firewatchers. Well, I actually think actually at the beginning, they all decided to split everything equally. And if you look back, like certain songs are written by certain members, like so the story was written by Phil, Phil, right? right. And it was like, mm -hmm. so, but there was something on this specific album where all of a sudden the credits all started showing all three of their names. Like it was a very collaborative process. There were process. combos of each of the three in pairing or the three of them or one of them on all the other albums. This one was a full cohesive written. Right. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen the track listing like that. Yeah. Okay, so my number four is another uh, dark horse. These are all going to be dark horse. Uh, happy from the first wow. album. Oh, wow. I love Happy. Me too. And I think I told you this, Natalie, and I already told uh, the podcast and the listeners out here. But this is, and I, I promise you I didn't do this just because you're on here. But I think I told you that I was listening to Happy and it was hitting me in ways that had never hit me before. It, this sounds silly, but it just is so happy, despite sort mm -hmm. of the song about her missing someone 
something about the way the guitar moves is so beautiful to me and the shuffle and the harmony on the C is so hits my soul. Mm -hmm. And you called me while I was in the middle of listening to that song to tell me you had just gotten engaged. And it was like this <gasps> beautifully powerful moment because you oh obviously are the reason for all of this and reason I got into this band and you, I was just like falling in love with this song and that, I don't know, I don't know if that put me over the edge, but now I obviously <laughs> feel very connected to that and I, oh I adore God. that song. Yeah. It makes me sob. <laughs> <laughs> my number three song, and Adam's going to be surprised, especially because it doesn't really fit. I've already changed my list. My number three is Oh Dear. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, dear was not my number too. one on Give Up the Ghost. It was like my number three. And as we're talking about it, I'm like, what am I talking yeah. about? This is the best song on the record. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is such a weird turn for her um, without getting too ambient experimental with Just Kids, which I also love. Mm -hmm. um, but it's this gorgeous, stripped back, skeletal, feels like it could be a cappella. But when they bring the instruments in, it's it's so tasteful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's the most Beatlesy they've ever yeah. sounded. <laughs> and I just think those harmonies are killer. And every time I hear it, I'm like, I can't believe she wrote this. Yeah, I'm like, with you. Oh, oh dear yeah. would have also been on, on this list for me at some point. Yeah. I, ad I adore Oh dear. My number two song will be the first one that I've matched either of you on. And it's, I belong to you. Mm. Yes. I think that song, I, I don't know if you're hearing, it's funny, it's so weird actually. I always consider myself a music first person. And yet all these songs, sort of the reasons I'm giving mostly are, are lyrical. Mm -hmm. I think- I That's think, where her strength lies. I think her songwriting is so great consistently, aside from some clunkers, mm -hmm. that <laughs> when there is a great song musically that also has this emotional potency for me, it puts it over mm -hmm. the edge. Yeah. And I Belong to You, maybe it has to do with hearing it live, um, uh, in that church and, and reading into the lyrics and it is just the most romantic, beautiful, I don't know. And that slide guitar pedal steel yeah. just kills me. I just melt no, I'm with every you. time the, the lyrics comes totally, uh, put that higher on I mean, so, so I now have Party of One and I Belong to You, two songs about her relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, to mm -hmm. me, I have some of her best lyrics. They're just such honest portrayals of what it's like what it's like to be in her relationship right now for good or for, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And I just really love getting that very personal insight into her life. I, I adore that song. And just a question with, I belong to you. When you saw her live were, did by any chance they bring any special people out? I don't remember if they did. What you yeah, mean what by do you, that. Who did they bring out? When I saw her in Atlanta, her wife and the twins wives all came out and finished the song with them. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm no. obsessed with this. Oh. They were they were not there, but that is so So they were all so like touring special. together, right, like as a big family, the six of them. We Josh watched a documentary well, you on also the Pin Drop tour. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I mentioned that uh, Catherine, her wife, is on the recording. She's singing back up with them. But also, mm -hmm. we just watched a documentary on that Pin Drop tour, and, and she's been on the road with him the whole the whole, uh, her the whole time, which is, I'm assuming, how you heard it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know amazing. if this will come to a surprise to nah. Adam, but the number one song, and I think is the best song by Brandy Carlisle, is The Eye. I think oh, that song is transcendent of her band. I think it is a modern classic of American songwriting. Like it is so great and is so stripped back, nothing but one guitar and the three voices on every word. 
And it just is sort of, to me, the culmination of their talents yeah. um, without sort of any of the flair of, of any of her other stuff. What makes me very excited <clears throat> about that is that your number one song showcases all three of them on an equal level and mm-hmm. basically just showing that this is Brandy Carlisle. Number one, Brandy Carlisle is the band itself, not just the singer itself. And my number one happens to be a song that's written by all three of them. Not as cool, mm-hmm. but still no, the I fact that really some, some of the best, it's like they are uh, together a unit. She would not be who she is without the two of them and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think besides I Belong to You, the three of us picked all different songs, which is such yeah, a testament to how great this band is. Yeah. And, and how different and people like every can time find we different all things. Like, yeah, and every time we each said one, everybody was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And nobody and was like, and like so hard. And like, I'm, how did I not put I Will on my list or Shadow on the Wall? Yeah. Or oh, Blood. Shadow on the Wall. Like, oh, these are God. such great songs. Oh, man. Yeah, I really struggled with the fact that I didn't have anything from Brandy Carla on my list. And I struggled with my list. Like, I feel like it was just like the mood I was in yesterday. Oh, but even Dying Day, like, my top two yeah. songs on Give Up a Ghost were Looking Out and Dying Day. And I, mm-hmm. just, I just, like, took called an audible and threw Odeer on there. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like, and this is sort of similar um, when Adam and I went through Coldplay, Viva La Vida to me was the best album Coldplay's ever written. However, only one of the songs appeared on my best, like mm-hmm. to me, Give Up a Ghost is so clearly her best album. Yes. And yet it's so consistent that there aren't as many highlights only because everything right. is so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So let's quickly go through, uh, Adam and I consider the worst songs. We're going to fly through these just because I want to know what you think about that. Oh, you guys do that. And and then we're going to rank the albums and then we're going to say goodbye. Um, Okay. My number five worst song by Brandy Carlisle is Losing Heart. I think that song is trash. Good pick. (laughs) (laughs) It's so boring, Adam. Uh, My number five is, and you're going to hate this. Don't do it. Raise Hell. What? Oh my God. Her voice is insanely good. Again, I can recognize that that is not technically Brandy Carlisle's worst song. Maybe I just don't like that song. Fair. I really don't like that song. Mm -hmm. My number, Natalie. (laughs) I'm just like laughing at you too. My number four is I'll Still Be There, also on Bear Creek. That is such a nothing song. That's so interesting. Again, it's so I nothing. was saying before, it is. It's it's nothing, but it's not bad. Like I don't, I physic, I not physically. I specifically don't like raise hell. I don't specifically not like that song. That song could just be left off the album. So so Natalie, just quickly, Bear Creek I think has some incredible songs, but I think there's like four songs I would cut and we have to go through that. I yeah, I would say Bear Creek probably has the most highs and lows. Yeah, because, no, that's, you know, that's a fair point. I think a hundred is pretty fun, that's a and good I really song, like yeah. in the morrow. I think we can disagree with you on that. (laughs) Did you You get your number four? No, my number four is also is losing heart. So I'm with you there. That was just a Natalie. My number three is in the morrow. Oh, oh my god, really? I kind of like that one. Oh boy, it does nothing for me. (laughs) That's really sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I mean, it is what it is, man. My number three is Fulton County Jane Doe. On the new album. Off of her new album. Yeah. That song yeah, is just, I, I that's a that song's just nothing. My number two is Sugar Tooth from the I was new just album. Say Sugar that Tooth. song I was like, what about blows. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. 
My number two. <laughs> yeah, go oh my on. God, wait, can I say yes, something please. about this? So John, of course, has been here while we've been packing. And I was like, I apologize, John. We're going to be hearing Brandy Harlow for like three days straight. Like with no changes <laughs> for anything. So, and I have the new album on last night. And we're cooking and Sugar Tooth comes on. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, like, and I'm just like, what the fuck is a sugar tooth? I kept like saying that. And he was like, you've got to stop saying what, what the fuck is a sugar tooth. He was just like, it's, it's just, just it's astounding <laughs> how weak and boring that song is when we know because what they're capable of. Yeah. I know. And like, honestly, like the lyrics of it, it's just kind of like, and, also, and I honestly, remember... the melody is familiar to me in like a way that I feel like it's like an overused. Just yeah. Kind of it's like just so melody. bland. I remember at the live concert that we saw at Beacon Theater, they started playing that and the crowd went wild. I don't, what? I don't yeah, remember that. I do remember that. People just loved hearing that. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what kind of following she has. I think it's because it's weirdly a familiar melody maybe, to maybe. a certain style of music. Maybe. So, like, since I'm not really a Sleep country person. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that Cheryl that Crow, exact little bit. I keep saying that. Something. Yeah. Mm. My anyway. number two is Stranger at My Door. Wow. I actually, I, I get, get it. Really? I, I like Stranger at My Door. I, I do too. I already didn't like the first half of that. And then we all have connected on the pirate. The pirate is the worst <laughs> thing at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. Uh, my number one worst song that I think Brandy Carlisle has ever put to tape is Fulton County Jane Doe. I can't believe. <laughs> I don't like it either. I think it's worse than Sugar Tooth because it does nothing. And the chorus is two notes. And I'm like, what? That was the song? It goes nowhere. There's nothing lyrically interesting. There's nothing musically interesting. I can't believe it exists. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? Adam went to the bathroom during that yes, song. I had to go to the bathroom during her concert. And I was just like, honestly, so Sugar Tooth was really? on beforehand. Yeah. And I was like, should I go now? Should I go now? Oh, uh, no, I'll just wait. And then they played falling. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going. But oh so speaking gosh. of number one for me is Sugar Tooth. That is the worst song Damn. that they've ever written. And so I kind of wish I had gone to the bathroom during that song, but I didn't, unfortunately. So our top two collectively are two songs oh on the new God. record, which doesn't bode yeah. well. Um, yeah. And again, I had one of my favorite songs, Party of One. I think it's really special. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those songs. And it's really interesting. In, in conjunction with Whatever You Do, which isn't terrible, but those three songs are just so hard to sit through because they're so boring. And I just never want, I mean, we just know how much we love this band and it's just yeah. hopefully just a slight <laughs> and dip. And like right in a row. It's I, like exactly. 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 Uh, exactly. <laughs> so right, we're, oh just, we're, we're pulling to the end here. Um, I'm going to rank my albums five to one. Adam's going to rank his and we're going to say goodbye. My number Sounds five good. album by Brandy Carlisle is Bear Creek. I think it's just a mess. <laughs> I think there's great songs on it. You know what? I'm just mm -hmm. going to jump in here because yeah. my number five is also Bear Creek. Okay. So I wonder I think if we both, similar. we both agree on, on mm -hmm. quality. My number four is the story. My number four is also the story. Okay. I think, <laughs> yeah, the story is, is like lauded as like her best album or her biggest one or commercial one. But I just feel it's like, a breakthrough. I just feel like there's too many songs on it. There's 14 songs on it and sort of like, uh, downpour until I die. Losing heart. Losing heart. There's just two, and not all of those are terrible, but just like one after the other, other, I'm just, by the time it's sad, you know, Natalie, you chose again today, which I think is a good song, but I think, by, and Adam and I talked about this, by the time we get there, it's like, oh God, there's just another slow, dreary ballad. <laughs> yeah, there's and 14 I'm, songs on this yeah, album. I just yeah. wish it was pared down. It suffers from well, the same. Well, that's why I like it combined with the other one. 
and they stand alone the two songs. Yeah, that that's way. a good no, point. Believe me, I think on the Coldplay podcast, I probably also combined two songs at yeah. one point, like to because I get that. I mean, it definitely makes it better as a whole, as not mm-hmm. skipping tracks. And I love Late in the Morning Lullaby. That's oh, a great that song. That was that's so one of my good. favorites. Number one song that was an honorable on mention. that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I didn't choose any story songs on my top five, but Late Morning Lullaby is my favorite song on that album. Adam chose Shout on the Wall. Yeah, the story suffers from the same thing as Bear Creek, I think, where it's just kind of confused. There's, I kind of like that it goes through a bunch of different, uh, I don't know, genres or whatnot. Yeah, they're experimenting. Yeah, it almost can't really, it doesn't really know what it wants to be. And it tries by putting so much on the album. Mm. And that kind of takes away from the experience as a whole. My number three is the self-titled record, Brandy Carlisle. My number three, I actually think, again, I might be, I, I might change my mind. I think it's... Firewatcher's daughter. Okay, I'm already kind of not liking that. Okay, well, because I don't, because we already know what our number one is. Yeah. So I almost am like, is <laughs> is is her self titled really number two for me? I don't know because I think it's as so a listen, solid. As a, as I love her self titled one for her first album ever. Yeah, well, I mean, that's definitely that as a debut. Like, the first great. three songs alone are like. And I hear what you're saying, Adam, because even Firewatch's Daughter to you has clunkers where in my mind, the self-titled album may not have the best songs, but there's like no Well, that's really always, I never know how to rank this. Is it like how the album is as a whole? Your favorite as a album listen, to put on and listen or to. Or is yeah. it like, you know, I like some of these songs are better than the other songs, yeah. but so those two are kind of flipping, but we can all agree. So no, my number two is Firewatcher's Daughter and okay, yeah. yes, number one. All three of us say give, give up, up the, the ghost, ghost, which is, mm-hmm. I'm so happy oh, we all agree. So good. It's the album, Natalie, you introduced me to. And I actually, the first love. song that I heard is from that album. It's from Dreams. There's something about it that just gets people into Brandy Carlisle. So <laughs> it's such a great, powerful statement from the band, incredible songwriting, mm-hmm. wonderful production choices, and sometimes really interesting songwriting things mm-hmm. that they hadn't done before in the first two albums. And yeah, I just, definitely. Like you said, you know, you sort of, you know, her dying day for the first time and then heard the album. And there's just so much to love about it. Mm-hmm. I love that album. We love that album. We love this band. We Nat- love you too. Yes, Natalie. Thank you so <laughs> much for calling us. Really really thank you. No, this was awesome. This meant so really much nice to, to me, <laughs> especially for obviously our connection to Brandy and, and the fact that totally. you, you got me into her and it all feels full circle. I'm, I'm just so happy right now. Thank you so much yeah, for calling. It's been so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me in. Of course. All right. Bye, Natalie. Bye. All right. We just heard from Natalie in Atlanta. Obviously, the biggest Brandy Carlisle fan I know, the one that got me into her and the one that helped us get into this band in general. And we have a whole podcast about it now. Yeah, this is literally the lineage. It was uh, she got you into Brandy. You got me into Brandy. And hopefully we're getting you into Brandy. Yes, you the listener. And again, Brandy Carlisle, the band, because they, yeah, I mean, I haven't even given sort of like my last thoughts. I really loved getting into this because I love diving into a band. As I've said many times before, I think that they're, they're really, it's not even a handful. There's a bunch of songs that to me are kind of like fine. I, I don't, I don't find, I find her and I find the two of them, the twins, Phil and Tim Hanseroth, I find them to be amazing. I remember when we watched this live, I just were like, these guys are something special. I find her voice as an instrument to be so, I don't know, I can't even say it enough. It's just so incredible. The songs themselves sometimes just suffer and are not as good as some other bands mm-hmm. that I like. And yet still, that being said, I probably could list off 15 to 20 songs that I really do love and that I'm so happy that I know now 
because I got into this band. So, so happy to hear you say that. Yeah. Again, I went into this not knowing what Adam thought at all. He could have hated this completely, but the fact that you've fallen in love with so much of the music that your list is completely different than mine and yeah. all those songs that you listed I love is really special. And, and uh, it's just a great way to sort of discover this artist. And yeah. And again, I, I said this uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I don't really know in five to 10 years how my opinions will change about this, but this is me after listening to everything kind of close together and just hearing her entire catalog uh, at once. And yeah, so I'm sure I'm kind of excited to see, you know, what things become my new favorites and what things maybe Absolutely. fall farther down the list. And what's different about our last two podcasts we did is that Brandy Carlisle is still very active and, right. and ready to go. I mean, Coldplay might come back, but right. when she puts out, when they put out a new album, we're going to be there. I think we're going to do a little addendum episode so we can sort of talk about the new record and Ooh. sort of see where it falls in, in our lists. Um, I'm so excited um, that we've both collectively gone through this discography together. I mean, obviously it's our favorite thing. It's why we do this. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Yes, really. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We love doing this, you know, just talking to each other about it, but we really love that other people... And we actually seem to enjoy. Yeah. You know, and we really want to hear thoughts. your thoughts on Brandy Carlisle. Is this your first time with her in the band? Uh, what are your favorites? What have you discovered because of this podcast? Let us know. Uh, we can't wait to talk about it with you after. Thank you again so much for listening. Yes, Until next you. time. Thanks again for listening to Top 5 Disco, the final episode in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Brandy Carlisle's entire discography. Now that we've completed our series on Brandy Carlisle, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so when the next episode comes out, you're the first to hear it. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and now Instagram for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Remember, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Brandy. What are your top five favorite Brandy Carlisle songs of all time? Do you love Brandy now? Did we make you a fan? Where do you see her going next? Reach out and let us know. And go see her live. You will not regret it. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco.